All right, folks, we are talking women's chess. This is Dojo Talks, uh, our, our weekly podcast. Today, we'll be discussing the 2023 FIDE Women's World Chess Championship match. It's currently ongoing between Grandmasters Zhu Wenjun, Lei Ting Jie, uh, both from China. Right now, I believe the match is currently tied 5-5. Both players have won a game. Uh, Lei won the the first uh, picked up the first win in the match, and then Ju uh, struck back and evened things up. And uh, yeah, today we're going to talk a little bit about our our match, um, how much we're we're following it, our match, their match, how much we're following it, and then maybe a little bit more about just the state of women's chess, women's chess coverage promotion, um, and all the topics uh, surrounded that because I feel like there's a lot to a lot to get into there. Um, so first question for for you guys, um, how much have you been following this match? I feel like I should throw it to, to someone. I'll go with David because I know David's right. been following. <laughs> um, I have watched a couple clips of the coverage live. Um. Because with the time zones, it's actually like they're already kicking off before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very early for me. I imagine for you, it may happen when you guys are asleep, the the live games. Actually, it's funny. There have been a couple nights. Generally, I try to go to bed at a reasonable time, like midnight at the latest, yeah. right? But there are a couple nights, yeah. you know, it just doesn't happen. And then all of a sudden, I see my, my Twitch notifications. Chess.com went live. Chess24 went live, you know. <laughs> Ooh, oh, women's you know world championship match, and then I know, like, oh no, I blew it. <laughs> I blew it. Yeah, yeah. it's two a.m. Yeah, it's two a.m. for me. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so anyway, I've seen like some chunks of it live, um, and then I've played through all the games. Um, so that's how much I've seen of it. Are you pumped? <laughs> Are you a fan, dude? Oh, am I supposed to get into that right away? I don't um, know. That was the question. Just your general temperature. Yeah. Okay, sure. The reason I did that was because we were going to talk about it on our podcast, not because um, the event it, in itself uh, had interested or compel- compelled me to do it. In fact, I only started after we discussed you know, a week ago that we were going to do a podcast on this topic. And at that point, it was maybe round four or something like that of the event. So I had to go back and play through the first three games um, to catch up. So yeah, so... My my reason for watching was that it was something that we were gonna that that we sh- I agree that we should talk about and discuss and think about, but it wasn't because on my own I had thought of of uh, following it. Gotcha. Yeah, honestly, kind of same for me um, in terms of definitely wanted to have some insight into what's going on since we're going to be discussing the match, but um, yeah, it wasn't like not like super invested um i've seen some of the games like the decisive games in particular i was interested in um but yeah definitely for me it's not the same the same hype as like the the nepo ding match earlier this year where mm-hmm. i was very much like every morning like waking up because that one was, was also at an awkward time and i didn't watch it live but i was waking up immediately checking the game checking the result you know seeing seeing what's happening watching the coverage and and all that all that stuff yeah. Yeah, I haven't been following it at all. Oh. Oh no. 
Oh, oh man, he man. just dropped the ball. Oh, man, that's all right. <laughs> His web camera has been is hanging from the gallows. Jeez, yeah, just canceled on the spot for. I canceled. Not following. I haven't been following it at all. Immediately censored by the deep state. Man, they work fast. <laughs> I don't even know how to fix it, Bows. Oh, man. Oh, I see it. Okay. That's good. You, you can oh. take a second. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> my life. My computer life. My life is pretty good. Well, let's hope Jesse comes back from that. <laughs> Jesse has been having a lot of, yeah, computer struggles lately. Jesse, I really think you just got to hire uh, someone off of TaskRabbit to come in. It'll be like 50, 80 bucks, and they'll look at all your software and just like know, clean it all up for you, you know? Anyways, okay, so I haven't been following it at all, and it's kind of, I don't know, interesting why, but um, there are, I am a fan of chess. There's a lot of people I'm following, but for example, I desperately want to play in the U.S. senior event, but I'm not following that event. That's going on right now, too. Um, so one of the interesting things is like, well, what creates a fan? And... For one, I don't have any personal connection to these people. So, for example, I'm always I'm sometimes I pay some attention to the U.S. Women's Championship because I know Irina and a couple of the other women playing there. So, like, I'm I'm into that. I get that. I'm I'm into like when the Olympiad team plays. That's kind of fun and interesting. But I don't follow yeah. too intently. Um, and I was trying to dig in, like, well, what is it? For one, the hype machine is not there. If I go on my Twitter feed, there is basically just one person one talking about that and that's bkk chess you can follow her on youtube she's doing recaps she's really into it and her interest in it if, if anything is the only thing that would be interesting to me and she's like somebody who came into chess through the queen's gambit and then this is like a big thing for her and it's like because it's a big thing for her i can imagine kind of like oh okay now i see <laughs> how this could be interesting right um so there's that and then also when I think like uh, when I think like right now, if Judith Polgar came out of retirement, would she sla body slam these people? Yes, <laughs> yes. So this is not in the same way like like Ding isn't a world champion. These people aren't either. You know, give me a break. And then also even but you watch Ding. <laughs> if they, but well, I did. But if you also take out um, with some reluctance, honestly, I watched that match. But anyways. Um, if you take Judith out of the equation, then there's also Jijun. She's got to be better than these two as well. And she's like, yeah, I don't want to play chess anymore. I'm over it. And that's maybe 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 Hoi Fan, right? Yeah. All the, there's a lot of uh, honestly, these two aren't the top. So that's also in my like. Yeah, oh, I would think Hoi Fan is the, maybe number one. But but yeah, yeah, I yeah. get what you're saying. Right. Right. So there's all these problems in there, and it t it takes a lot of energy for me to be a fan. And honestly, like. Now, especially with the uh, internet, it's so easy to follow other people. Like, I'm wondering, like, okay, will Kostya make GM? Will the dude ever learn to annotate his games in a religious mm -hmm. way? Maybe wow. not. Maybe not. But I'm following that dude. He's probably not going to make it, but I'm following that dude. I'm yeah. following other people. I'm, I like Doom. Chess Von Doom. I'm following that dude. Will that guy, you know, break out of Plato's cave? But get above 1,000 salty? Probably. You know, I'm following that. So there's a bunch of people I'm following that... You know, because it's possible to follow these people in their journeys, it competes. It competes with like the traditional events like this. Yeah. Um, I'll probably say more, but yeah, so I'm not following. 
Yeah, that's an interesting start. I, I like how Jesse asked what makes you a fan of something, right? And um, like I can say, for example, that's definitely something that's missing for me with this event is I'm not a fan of either of the two players in uh, the final. Mm-hmm. So that that takes away, you know, one of the main sources perhaps of, of natural interest. Um, and you could watch an event with better players or worse players. It doesn't really matter, right? I mean, Jesse mentioned a player under 1,000. He's he's following. All three of us have, you know, at some point commented on, on dojo games of players of any random rating. So it doesn't really have to do with how good or bad the level of the players in an event is, right? Like, it's not an ELO thing. It's really a personal connection thing or maybe... A hype thing right like uh-huh. if it's something that everybody's talking about if there are stories about it i know that in chess.com's coverage of just chess events in general they've been trying to focus more and more on always having like a story so when you see that they're covering something like the aim chess tour mm-hmm. it never the, the even the title of the show on twitch it never says like aim chess tour day four or right, aim right. chess tour winners semifinals. No, it always says something like, you know, is Noderbeck ready to face Magnus yet? You know, yeah, aim yeah. chess rapid day four, right? Or can Fabi pull himself all the way up out of the loser's bracket, aim chess day three? You know, stuff yeah. like it's always, they're always narrative, narrative, story, story, you know? And that would be another thing that could be used with this event but i wonder if either of you have an idea of like a narrative or a story to this event right like you know will ju wen jun like silence the critics and you know like save her family while saving her title you know there you go (laughs) yeah (laughs) but 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 is that a thing you know has anybody said you know like lei ting jay does it for her you know grandfather who you know taught her chess when she was three you okay know, hold like, on. i don't know what this <laughs> you don't have to make it so so personal first of all let me i have a couple but, of things to say i hate that chess.com thing that that they like they just titled the show a question i think it's so bizarre i understand why they're doing it i just wish <laughs> they wouldn't it's not a title like when you're watching a show the title of the show is friends it's not oh well ross and rachel get together right that's not like the title it just makes no sense to me but um yeah there's lots of storylines you know lay was up a point right well june and june bounce back right oh who will strike the first point today so yeah they, they to support your point i guess they could have i mean there's i actually do think that two players are pretty interesting um i like you guys haven't been watching the match too much but i i, I don't watch a lot of chess games these days like for me to watch a tournament game it has to be like jesse said either someone i know or like a student, like I've been watching my students' games, like that's been very interesting to me. Um, or like, yeah, US championships, something that's very close. I think that is definitely very interesting. Or it just has to be like the absolute elite of the elite. But I do think the match in and of itself is interesting, like just to determine the women's world champion. I mean, Juwen Jun, she was over 2,600 for a while. I've seen a number of her games, like she's an incredibly strong uh, player. And uh, Lei is also very interesting because Lei has been like on the rise. Like I remember she was a junior and one of the top juniors in the world while Ju and Jun was already like a top player. And now she like, I remember like when she got to GM and now she's made it all the way. So she's definitely like gone up a lot. I think a lot of people are very um, interested in seeing how far she can go. So there is, I think, interesting stories um, about the match. Personally, I feel like the, there's bigger issues, not with the players, but just with like the promotion and marketing in general. 
honestly, I feel mm-hmm. like the players are totally interesting enough. Like, I don't know. You don't have, you don't have to work that hard to, to find interesting things about them. For me, for me, you know, I was just making up examples like off the top. I was just trying to invent stuff real quick to give a sense, Kostya. But you said like, oh, no, you don't need to get personal. And actually, for me, like I want something personal. Like if the topic of the show is just will Ju Wen Jun come back? Like it doesn't that on its own, like or just asking, you know, who will win the first point? Like just who's going to win, who's going to lose is not enough. Like I, I need to know something about the player and care if they win or lose. Otherwise, it's just just moves to me um, that's true so the I, most I, um, me the, personally i actually want something personal i want to know that like you know where they learned chess or what hardship they overcame or somebody came to chess late at age 15 or somebody was a child prodigy at four like i want to know some something like that to get more interested well there, yeah there was one tournament with a ton of coverage this year it was the women's i think fide grand prix in india yep Right, which yeah. got a ton of attention because there was like this controversy. It was uh, Jean Saya. She showed up at the tournament. They didn't pick her up. She like she left. <laughs> you know, she wasn't happy with the conditions. Then like yeah. you know, another player dropped out because the pairings um, got all messed up. So that was a huge controversy. That made the tournament very interesting to me because exactly the players started saying stuff. You know, Bibasar was like had this infamous. Uh, Thing about borscht uh, which yeah you know can never Keep be. going coast yeah, that <laughs> was that was something where i had some interest great. because it got personal like i was like oh this chick hates this chick you know and like and like some woman told some other woman to to like stay in the kitchen or something and somebody else said like you know you're like a princess if you need the organizers to pick you up and the other person's like well i'm in a new country and like your food sucks and then the <laughs> indians were like you hate our food and oh man that, that was great yeah that I care about. Now, now I care about, like, you know, somebody who does or doesn't, like, act polite, you know? And uh, that, that's interesting to me. And then yeah. I, then I want to watch their moves. Well, welcome to, you know, clickbait and content culture, David. You know, that's, that's what it's all about. A lot, of, a lot of drama these days is straight up manufactured between streamers. Oh, because but they that know wasn't manufactured. They, it wasn't, right? But it's a good lesson for maybe how to like help like promote things. No, 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 no. I hate I hate when it's fake. That's worse than when well, there's nothing. Of course nothing. not fake, but That's it's pathetic. just like I think the the instinct is always to like quiet it down and keep chess like you know like a gentleman's game, quote unquote. Keep everything civil and polite. But um, anyway, that's a different... And it doesn't have to be that kind of drama for it to be interesting, right? It could just be that her grandfather taught her to play. Like that's a pretty mild piece of information but that's enough to to interest me more somehow that's less think it's a little bit odd that the guy who's the most civil and polite definitely on the dojo maybe on the planet that the same guy is always the one saying we need to say more crazy stuff (laughs) 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 it's the same guy (laughs) yeah he secretly wants like everyone else to do the stuff he wants you and me to get slammed (laughs) while he just like sits there and picks up views slammed what Guys, (laughs) here was my data point. Here was my data point. Uh, So I follow all kinds of people, chess people on Twitter. That's mostly what Twitter is for me. And it's only BKK Chess, AKA Sam, who is posting stuff on Twitter. That's it. That's the only thing I really see about the Women's World Championship on there at all. And then by contrast, there was like this lingerie photo posted and then Elizabeth Pates, who I know quite well, 
from Germany responded being saying like this is hurting women's chess and that yeah. thing blew up yeah and people were screaming about that thing for days I don't even yeah. I, even now I don't think that thing has quieted down and, I think people are still wringing their hands <laughs> they're still wringing their heads about it but that was like that was a clear data point for, to me because it's like people are not following this match but this thing is like the thing that will definitely drive something and the women streamers honestly they're they're they know about the clickbait thing too they're posting those pictures all the time so it's kind of like this um thing where the women's world championship it's got a real problem it's just got a real problem if that's the data point and yeah. also let me say something about the ding match maybe maybe jesse real quick maybe they need yeah. to ask dina to take her picture watching the Ju Wen Jun match next time instead of with like her own chessboard. Um, like I was a little reluctant with the Ding match because I was like, this isn't a world championship, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of what ultimately sucked me in was the like Twitter feed, the hype, and then personal stories started developing. Then you had like the bromance with report and all this other stuff. And so it was like this snowball effect of interest where like at the end of it, I was just totally all in, even if I didn't regard it as a world championship, right? And so I think we're all like, <laughs> we can say all everything what we want, but like the, yeah, there's all kinds of events like this. Uh, I think women's soccer is slightly, has more interest than women's chess, but it's comparable in, to the extent that there's so much more outsized interest and money in the men's game than there is in the women's game, right? So uh, I don't know if there's an answer to this one, man. Whereas contrasted, this, and this is something I don't understand, by the way, I'm just throwing this out there as an example, uh, but the women's tennis game, oh man, that has loads of coverage and money. Right, that's just stunningly successful. Probably, maybe even more successful than the men's game. And then there's been all kinds of great storylines for decades in the women's tennis game, right? That has been driving that. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's definitely something we should discuss later on because we want to talk about this Norway chess thing for for next okay, year. Yeah. Um, but I do want to say, I mean, the the chess Twitter Twitter's been crazy lately. Ever since Elon took over. You know, like Twitter has just gotten like so vicious and every single day, right? No, it's, it's, just like, it's always been like that. Buddy. It's just, no, it's Come gotten worse. It. It's definitely gotten worse. <laughs> now you have this like woke chess mafia, you know. <laughs> but it was kind but it people. was kind of, it was kind of vicious before. You're just saying more vicious, right? Somewhat. No, it's definitely gotten worse. 100%. I mean, look, for example, like after Elon took over, they did this thing where they started showing you accounts that specifically you disagree with, right? Because Twitter knows if you're left wing or you're right, right wing, and they'll show you stuff that opposes your viewpoint. So I started seeing mm -hmm. all these like just insane accounts that I would never follow. No one I follow follow them, but they have popular tweets that are offensive, and then Twitter sh starts showing me these tweets, right? So the solution, by the way, is to mute, guys. You mute the accounts that you don't want to see. That's the but best it's thing good to, to do. It's good to be exposed to ideas that are different than yours. <laughs> <laughs> yes, David, but these are not ideas. This is like, you know. These are not ideas. This, no, <laughs> just this is, angry. No, this is people, angry people. No, literally like intelligent people writing racist stuff online because they know it's going to elicit a reaction. This is not people like with ideas, uh, right? It's just people okay. that are, it's just engagement bait. That's why it's gotcha, getting so gotcha. much attention and being shown to me, right? It's like, it's working. It's working. So <laughs> you just mute it. You mute it. I hear you. Um, but now I'm muting you. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just mute the people you disagree with. I think that's the best. Because when you block someone, then they can see that you block them. That's not, and then they're like, oh, this guy blocked me. You know, they're going to tweet about it. But no, muting is, yeah, that's the way to go. All right, I got, I got at least a partial thesis about this, the women's chess. So um, I've been playing chess long enough that, to me, women's chess feels fairly normal. It's just a part of my ecosystem, right? It's been so for decades. And when you talk to people who aren't in the chess world, they are generally offended when they hear that there is such a thing as women's chess. Yeah, it turns noses. Yeah, for sure. They're like, hmm. it, it really freaks people out. And then, you know, I am often even like in casual conversations, I've been put on the defensive at various points and asked to like explain why. I'm like, oh, I'm just a pawn in the game, my friend. I'm just a pawn in the game. Don't ask me. You know, so um, in the, whereas, you know, the, um, the, the world championship per se gets so much more interest uh, and fans understand it who aren't in the chess world, right? So I think women's chess has a real barrier there because the only interest they might have is in the chess world. And then even in the chess world, there's like zero interest for this match. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to throw that out there. I think it is a big deal and it, honestly, you know, most chess players, because it's not, it's become normalized for us, we don't discuss it, right? Like the whole, is, should there be a women's chess event at all? It's just become such a normal thing in our lives. But for the, yeah, for the outsiders, it's just anathema, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to talk more about the promotion maybe? Is that our, yeah. is that next up, Kosia? I, I, I honestly, I feel like that's, that's the bigger deal. I think okay. if chess.com was promoting the, uh, the women's world, like if they were hosting it and sponsoring it and promoting it, I think they would be doing like a much better job. Just for example, I think a lot of it has to do with just the way FIDE promotes things, their attitude towards um, women's chess. Actually, it's so funny. You guys remember like last year, or a couple months ago, FIDE, they released this thing. It was like, don't call it women's chess. It's like, that's offensive. They like released this like public service announcement. Mm. And then it's like their own commission is called the Women's Chess Commission. <laughs> And now yeah. the official hashtag for the world championship, the one that FIDE is using on all their tweets, is literally hashtag women chess match. That's the official it's hashtag. Women, women chess match. Chess match. Yeah. It's, just, it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Very awkward well, hashtag. We can get can into Can you explain it. what the deal is? But like, I assume there's, well, yeah, what's the deal with not saying women's chess? Well, Coast just. I don't know what the deal is, but they're obviously contradicting themselves. They don't have a unified PR concept. Clearly. And it's so confusing that I, I don't know if we could explain why it should or shouldn't be. I think they're saying chess. don't call it women's chess with like a stank on it, right? Don't like, don't say like, oh, women's chess, right? But okay. I think that's yeah. what they're trying to say. But yeah, they're calling it that all over the place. <laughs> but, but honestly, like FIDE, the, the other world, the, the official world championship, that they did a terrible job there too. So it's not yeah. like... Yeah, <laughs> like this is yeah. just par for the course, dude. But but Fide, the first thing they mentioned about this tournament was on Emil's Twitter account and it was some poll like, are you even going to watch this match or something like right. that? Like, it was yeah. like, what? Like, like, yeah, he wasn't like, oh, I'm so excited. He was like tweeting some kind of poll. Like, are you even going to watch this? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that poll was was insane. Now, I like I yeah. like Emil. Generally, I feel like he has good intentions for the chess world. Like he's a chess player. 
I think like wow. I think he does think about like what is good for chess players, right? I'm not Post saying you with the wildest <laughs> opinion of his entire career. Not saying I like Emil. I'm not uh, saying okay. great. I'm not saying I support everything. I'm just he saying I said something controversial. Thank, yeah. <laughs> thank goodness. There you have it. All right, clip it. Clip it. I think he has good intentions, right? But this poll was just like shocking to me. I mean, okay, actually I do have a a theory about this poll. I think I think he like I think he might have been trying to bite the bullet and and just be like just get everyone angry at him in order to raise interest for the match. I think he there's like a 5% chance <laughs> that he no. released this engagement poll. bait engagement bait right intelligence Just, he's like look guys no one's gonna watch the match let's let's be real no one's gonna watch knowing knowing i mean that poll was insane just i'm just offended from like a polling perspective you don't poll people and then wink at them and be like it's the fourth option <laughs> it's like, yeah you know? <laughs> that was crazy yeah uh no there's no defending that poll that was one of the worst polls of all time um but yeah. it did generate a lot of interest in the match. Like, I don't know how else to, I don't I know think else it to put it. it generated interest in saying angry things on yeah. Twitter, which already one of the most popular things out there. I don't think that it generated a lot of interest in watching the games to hear somebody who organized it say that they weren't, that basically you shouldn't be interested in it. You don't think people watched more of the match out of spite? No, dude. No, I think out of spite, they they tweeted something like you're a turd and then they went on with their day <laughs> well that's fine but anyway i think it still represents the kind of like attitude that fide has towards women's chess where it's like they like yeah. promote it as some kind of failed product like thinking that it's like no one wants to watch this it's like a burden we have to attach it to like the men's game somehow it's like yeah you just feel like that's how they're approaching it and the way they have to attach Windows seem... to the PC because nobody would ever buy Windows and install it otherwise. Um, I, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> failed product. You said failed product. I thought of Windows. Windows is like anyway. the most popular product. <laughs> That's right. But only because you can't avoid buying it, Kostya. Well, they won. They won. Like, how many people have ever gone out and been like, I'd like to buy a unit of Windows, please? You don't need to. It comes with that. Right. So okay, I don't know. I've why got a thing right. though. I've got a thing though on the promotion. So I went to try and find out information about Ju Wenjun and Lei Tingjie, right? So I'm like, I'm just googling their names, trying to find some stories about you know where they learn chess and why they play it and stuff like that. And I came across a website called womenscandidates.fide.com, which had bios of the women playing in the FIDE candidates match, which is a great idea, right? If you're running a tournament to have bios of the players, St. Louis does it. It's always very nice. Here's the problem with the FIDE one. Here's the bio of Lei Tingjie, who is challenging for the women's championship title. And first of all, it's written by somebody who's not very good at English, like a lot of their posts, right? Or like this hashtag women chess match is not even grammatical, right? That's a problem that is not written in clean English, I would say. Um, and then it has stuff in it that's not even true. For example, it said she's the youngest participant 
in the women's candidates matches? No. I mean, I don't I don't know the age of every single participant, but Goryachkina is two years younger than her for sure. Maybe somebody else, right? Um, it had another error in it. It had typos in it. Um, yeah, it was just like, well, if they can, like, if the people writing the hype information about someone that I don't know enough about know less about her than I know about her, like, <laughs> how is that supposed to hype anybody up? It, it, it doesn't make sense. It's so, it's so badly done overall, um, this bio they did. Yeah. Well, Fida needs help. I think Fida. And it said, if help. you don't know everything about her, you must have been living under a rock. And then they don't know about her. You know, it's just like, oh, God. <laughs> You're the organizer of the event. Yeah. But um, like you guys said, it's not specifically an issue with Fide and women's chess. Fide is just not great at promoting things in general. But at least before, you know, the Nepo Ding match, I don't remember there being a poll being like, come on guys, let's be real. Is this a world championship match or not, right? I don't remember mm -hmm. you know, that poll being, being released. So there is some kind of special, I don't know, resentment or something um, towards it. Yeah. Oh, another thing they got wrong was the age at which she became a GM. You know, she was like the sixth woman to become a GM as a teenager, but they said that she made GM at age 20. So it's like, just really like, I don't know. Like they didn't even check Wikipedia before writing their bio of. Maybe they chat GPT'd it. Just set an intern loose and then the intern turned on chat GPT. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, but Kosi, you, you mentioned something uh, there that probably we need to talk about, which is there is perhaps, there. I, I would say yes, but we should bring it out, right? You said there's maybe some kind of hidden resentment toward it or some kind of negative feeling towards women's chess. And I think there definitely is. And it's kind of hard to tease out because it comes from a lot of different places. Um, <clears throat> but, and, and maybe even a meal there, right? Is just like, you know, I mean, I'm this functionary and I've tried to promote chess, but I don't even know what to do with this, you know? Myself too, I don't even know, you know? So um, there is this weird thing of like, maybe not taking it seriously. Like, like say senior chess is something that's happened in the last, I don't know, five to 10 years where it's kind of been a thing and now I'm participating in it. Um, and I think it's also not necessarily taken seriously by the broader public and I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind it, who had to take it seriously, but it's kind of an interesting new thing. And one of the things about senior chess that I've noticed, and this really has a lot to do with why I think women's chess has existed, is that if I go out and play regular tournaments, there the conditions uh, are not favorable for older people. They're <laughs> just like two rounds a day, you know, eat in a terrible like situation. You probably won't sleep. Yada yada. Um, also then socially, I don't know a lot of the people. So I'm gonna go play at some senior events now. I'm gonna know all the people or a lot of them at least. It's gonna be an interesting kind of convention in addition to being a chess tournament. And the thing about women's chess that I've heard from the beginning was women felt like, oh gosh, when I play in one of those nasty open events, like all these dudes are leering at me, I don't feel comfortable. And I certainly get that. And then they want the camaraderie of the women's event. And that, to my mind, is the main reason that there has been women's event. 
events. And then the reason people who are not women support and push those events is they feel, I think correctly, that if we got more women into the game, then it would help the game tremendously just to have more numbers of women in the game. Yeah. So it's a weird thing though. And then men can feel resentment because they can feel like, oh dude, well, I would be playing that event or something like that, or this isn't a real world championship. And then you get so much vile, vile uh, feedback on so many people who are trying to promote it. They're just like, oh, who are you? Like BKK chess, she's just like, I don't know. She's like a 1500 player. She's trying to do this. It's fun for her. She's promoting this, all kinds of, all kinds of dudes, man, writing terrible things, you know? So the, 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 the nasty bite back there that is either maybe subtle in the case of Zutowski, Emil, Kostya's friend, <laughs> or more deliberate, you know, in these troll factories that are they're not factories, they're just trolls who live out there in the internet, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, but we got to um, talk about it because it's a real thing. No, I it's mean. a very important point. I think that's also part of the frustration with V-Days because they are often focused on like price funds and they're like, oh, we secure, secured this much, you know, Russian dark money for these women's uh, events. And then, but the main things that female chess players complain about is not like more money. A lot of times it's like harassment. It's like getting nasty comments from people. And then it's like these things that aren't dealt with, you know, like people complain to FIDE and then FIDE doesn't do anything about it. And then people feel like they just don't, don't really care. Right. I think that's yeah. a bigger issue because pretty much, I mean, yeah, every female player I think has stories from when they're like a teenager, like 13, 14 people saying yeah. stuff to them, looking at them weird, you know, it's just like, Oh my God. Uh, yeah. So yes, no, no surprise, right? And this has been an issue for, for many, many years. Um, and lots of women have, have brought it up, right? And so it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen FIDE doing a whole lot about it either, right? So it's like yeah. this whole thing. Um, it must be the rest of the company holding Emil back because obviously Emil would love to help them with that problem. <laughs> okay, wait, let me <laughs> clarify this whole Emil thing. Look, <laughs> Emil used to be the... Uh, president of the ACP, right, before he uh, worked for FIDE. I don't know too much about his time there, but I, whatever. Um, when I see his Twitter debates with uh, with Peter, Peter Heine, normally I'm on Peter's yeah. side, to be honest. I just feel like Emil's in an impossible uh, position. He has to, like, defend FIDE. He has to defend years of tradition. Again, the Russian money. Now he has to, like, figure it out. It's very, very tough. Look, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe it's not. It's just an impossible job. So, um, but uh, but yeah. Look, anyone that's like been a chess player and has played chess for for many years, I generally trust them more in FIDE than non-chess players. That's just always been my approach, because they they play chess and lots of federations, as you guys know, are run by non-chess players, and they end up having like huge issues uh, with corruption and all this stuff. Not that chess players don't get corrupted, but somehow I just, I'm more trusting of someone that's actually played tournaments. Okay, Cozy, I want to talk about the issue at hand. Um, <laughs> so let me put it this way. <clears throat> I think most dudes, chess players, think that they have zero problems with both women and women chess players. And for the most part, I walk through my life and I believe that about myself, but I'm gonna just counter my own business here for a second, right? So 
Um, first, an example. Um, <laughs> when that whole Alejandro Ramirez thing broke, uh, if you don't know, dude was like, oh man, top of the chess world, got spanked down in a real Me Too moment, though Me Too was years before. And, and this thing just, I mean, it's still going on in a lot of ways. When when that happened, and then people who had hung out with him, like Fabi and Christian Chirillo, were on their podcasts and they were like, oh, we didn't see anything. It was a real telling moment because it was like, of course you saw something, boss. <laughs> you got you were hanging out with that dude for years. And so then the pretend game where you're like, oh, I didn't see anything. That's like, that's a, that's a moment at least for reflection, at least for reflection. So Damn. then I want to say in my own case, here's an interesting thing that I've been thinking about myself recently, where um, like, what weird gender hangups do I have? Here's here's an interesting one that at least has to be called for like, dude, you have to think about it, where I am doing uh, commentary on like people's games here at the dojo, for example, right? And people have usernames like Goop, 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 355. I have no idea if Goop, Goop is a man or a woman. Right. Um, but just reflexively, I will call Goop, Goop a dude, you know? Um, and I do it again and again, even when I have corrected myself, like in a moment of reflection, it just automatically comes to me. And so that at the least is something interesting to think about that I do it. And I know other people do it too. I refer yeah. to the chess pieces as dudes. Now I realize dude has become kind of like a mildly gender neutral thing, but in any ways there's the lady and then there's the dudes in terms of the chess pieces. And that's also at least worthy of reflection. It's hard for me then a lot of times to use they, and there's a grammatical reason. Like when a lot of times I say they, it sounds like I'm not talking about the player of the game, but I'm talking about the pieces. And then my grammatical sense gets like, ah, I can't deal with it. In any case, that's not to excuse myself that I do it all the time. And it's really kind of worthy of reflection. And I think I have, because I, and what's been going on in my life has been very few women at tournaments, right? My whole lifetime, I would say 3%. I think now after Queen's Gambit, it's 6%. So it's just been an incredibly male-dominated world my entire life. That's just the way it's been and so on. I'm conditioned in ways that if the situation is going to change, like it's hard for an old guy like me to, to change, right, of course. But, I mean, yeah. I can try. And also the world itself, I think, would have to change. The entire culture would have to change in some significant ways. And it's hard, I think, for dudes even to think about because a lot of us, like Tarilla and Fabi, are just like, oh, I didn't see anything. You know, you need a moment of reflection before you're like, oh, bossy, I don't know. I saw, I saw some things, buddy. I saw some things there. You know, you need to be, you know, be aware of it in some way. And it's such a male-dominated world that for the most part, we're never uh, forced to examine how we feel about it. Uh, yeah, so I um, definitely had to switch up because I there was a moment where I was like, I was doing the same thing. I was like saying he 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 over and over again, always like assuming that the player is is male. And then at some point, I don't know, a couple of years ago, someone said something. And I realized, yeah, I should just probably stick to stick to they. And then yeah. it really wasn't that hard to switch over. And actually, it makes a lot. People make such a fuss about it. Every once in a while, there'll be a comment on YouTube like, "Why is he saying they?" You know, for I'm saying like white play this move and then black play this and then white, you know, they, and et cetera. And then it's like, it actually makes perfect sense uh, 
grammatically and in any situation. Like if you don't know the gender of someone, um, like let's say someone is standing in another room and you literally haven't even seen them. And then someone's like, oh, where's, where's this person? You'd be like, oh, they're over there. <laughs> right? right. Like that's what like, you would say. You'd be like, it's my so friend came to the chess club to meet us. Someone just tells you, my friend came to the chess club to meet us. And you'd be like, oh, where are they? Where are they? Yeah. What that's else would you say? Difficult. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's very strange that people have an issue uh, with this. Um, but I feel like the linguists often come out and, and defend it. So that's good. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the same thing as what Jesse said with there being some like hidden bitternesses that don't have to do with, you know, that are under the surface, right? So they're like what he was saying with the with the promotion, right? That there might be some people who like really want the event not to do well. Well, that okay, there was another recent example that came to mind with Fide not really handling the ball. Um, the whole Ilya Smirin situation, which broke my heart, mm -hmm. you know, because I love Smirin. He's a King's Indian, you know, genius. And like he does this commentary. We're getting another controversial statement here, and David. Look at this. That's two. Oh yeah, so controversial, Jesse. So controversial. Ilya Smirin, good at the King's Indian. So controversial. <laughs> <laughs> he says this stuff, you know, which was was very like very offensive, like boneheaded. You know, I think he really. It's just. Well, now you got to say what he said, boss. Now it's just old. It's, you know, people can can look it up, but I don't. It was it was just it was a lot of stuff. It wasn't even one thing, but he was essentially very. Um, dismissive and misogynistic towards female chess players and um yeah this was commentary on the candidates matches right or the women's, women's championship women's event yeah he was doing it with, was it the uh, grand prix or the candidates it was some part of the cycle yeah yeah no i mean it was a very important like women's chess event <laughs> you know, it's like literally the worst uh you know and and then it's like people got super mad, rightfully so. And then I remember Emil was like, look, guys, I talked to Ilya. He's very sorry. It's all OK. <laughs> if you were like, no, you got to pull him. You know, you can't like he can't keep his job after that, which which, of course, there was no way he could he could continue. I mean, that was really it was a lot. It was a lot. So, um, yeah, I think um, for a lot of male players, it doesn't seem like a big deal but i think the whole like not assuming that every player is male i think it does uh it does matter i've definitely seen a couple women at least say that like they really appreciate it when uh the language is Hello, Alex. gender neutral yeah can you hear us oh one sec one sec guys what's wrong i was still in a different discord call sorry <laughs> okay there you go <laughs> that makes sense um, one other problem with the promotion, Kostya, is that the broadcasts haven't been that great. Yeah. That's another who's, thing I'll who's say. Who's doing the FIDE broadcast? I've, I've, I don't know. I watched it, and they exactly. didn't have name tags for their commentators, and I didn't recognize them. So exactly. I watched it, and I still don't know who was doing it. Yeah. And who's doing the Chess.com one? The Chess.com one, they advertise Polgar. Right. But every time that I've tuned in, it's been Alexandra Kostenyuk and Jovanka Hoska. Um, I believe them that they have Judah Polgar sometimes. I'm not trying to like deny it, but I've watched like three times and I happen to miss her. I've heard that she's like a fantastic commentator, but I have not uh, heard her very often. I don't think she, you know, I don't think she, she pounds the hours like some streamers and commentators. Um, so I haven't had that, that privilege as much, but I've heard she's really good. 
Um, but the chess.com show was also not particularly good. The FIDE one was really not good. Um, if, if the show's not good, that that also hurts the hype and the excitement because one of the things that a commentator team does or, or the whole production team, let's say if you're a chess.com event that has like a producer and a director and a creative this guy and someone making graphics and blah, blah, blah. Um, one of the things that does is it inspires interest in other people, right? I mean, that's one of the things that we try to do as people who sit around talking about chess is like share our excitement about chess and inspire other people to be similarly excited. So it was pretty poor. What stood out to me on the FIDE broadcast, uh, there were 23 people watching was one thing. Um, second thing was the dude was like, oh, like the engine froze on my computer so like i don't know what to say about the position anymore and i was like oh god like it was just like he was like the engine was off and suddenly like i didn't know whether to tell people that like the end game was a win or a draw and i didn't know what was going on anymore um so that's what really stuck with me i was like man bad show yeah and let's just say something obvious uh -huh. about judith here i mean you got to talk about judith judith is an amazing so interesting. Let me just back up. So Judith is roughly my generation. Imagine like early 90s. It it's like, well, this this she's going to the top, dude. <laughs> she's going to the top. And there was like this brief moment where it was like, oh, oh, this whole women's chess thing might actually not exist anymore. You yeah. Know? And it was the Russians who were doing the world championship up for decades before that. There was yeah. no Western woman even coming close to that cycle. And then Judith starts crushing it and is just like, no, no boss, I'm, I'm not even gonna play these women's events. And then, yeah. then, then it really seemed like, oh, we, we got something here. And her sisters, <laughs> no. and her sisters. Yeah. I mean, I can, just, I can just agree with Jesse that I remember thinking like, we might be near the end of quote unquote women's chess. Right, right. Um, rightly or wrongly, it was like a thought that, that came up at that point. Absolutely. And then and then now it's even kind of weird then that she's doing the commentary because it's like, well, <laughs> I get it that they're paying you, Judith, but is this a problem? <laughs> oh, because she never you played know. those events and she was kind of like, you know, she, she looked down on those events. She yeah, her, her life showed yeah. that that. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that also that's one of the reasons that's hard for me to take it the, the, them seriously too because i know well they're just not even on on her level i think they're not on humpy's level either and i don't know where humpy went you know she she left too humpy was in the in the fide process yeah humpy plays she plays but didn't play win Terrence this time and... but but did hoi fawn ever play in the women's world championship i feel like she did she did like yeah, very she, rarely did she I, participate i if think ever. she uh she, I could be wrong. I think she lost a match to Kostenik, and I believe she won a couple of matches, like against Ushenina, maybe one of the Musichuks. Oh, um, okay. So, so she's women. She, she was women's world champion. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah, she was. Yeah. But but eventually she went like Judith and then just uh, stopped playing it. Oh wait, you muted, David. Sorry. It was something where like once she won it, then she like moved on instead of trying to rack it up as many times as she could. Yeah, definitely could have won it more, um, but I think she didn't. She didn't participate. Okay, youngest ever person to win the women's world championship. Let me yeah. ask you guys this. Let me, let me put it this way: Do you feel, as dudes, that there is what many women report that there's an incredibly toxic environment 
we definitely see it online, but when you go to tournaments, do you feel like it is a toxic environment? Depends on what you mean by, by toxic. It's not like when a woman walks into the tournament hall, everyone's like uh, giving her the stink eye or something. Yeah. Um, but pretty much every female player is going to have stories of something inappropriate having to them, happening to them at a tournament. A lot of times when they're teens. And so, and then multiple times. And it's like, I don't know. For me, worst thing is like maybe someone called me a jerk or something once. Like, uh -huh. like really, like I've never felt unsafe, harassed, mm -hmm. anything like that, right? I've been playing tons of tournaments. So yeah, yeah. I totally, and online it's even worse. Like any online email streamer worse. gets it way worse. We get some trolls, but like nothing like they do. Yeah. I've had worse than what Kostya just reported. If I think like I've, I've had times where I felt, yeah, there was definitely, I've definitely been to events where I felt quite bad or even unsafe. Um, but I, I, I don't think that we can answer your question, honestly, like how can we guess how toxic it is or isn't for someone other than ourselves? I can have an idea. I, I think when you see it online, then it's obvious. And then I think at tournaments it's themselves, it's a weird thing. What, what definitely I can say I noticed is that um, <clears throat> you have loads of lonely dudes wandering the uh, tournament hall and it's like they want the attention of this these women, partly because they feel like, oh, this is the one who will finally get me as a chess player. I'm serious. <laughs> so sure, um, yeah. And then when those advances from socially awkward dude are repelled, then they yeah. feel anger. Yeah. Right? Then a, a certain breeding ground of resentment happens there. And then there's so few women, even, even like I said, we've gone from 3% to 6%. That's still a lot a huge gap in terms yeah. of the gender ratio so mm -hmm. that I definitely perceive it there. And I've seen some of that. Um, <clears throat> so <laughs> that's definitely a thing. And I want to say something actually about the, the feeling safe is really interesting to me because uh, one of the beautiful things about chess that I really want to say is just been a great thing about my life in chess is there's been, um, for example, I live in Baltimore, one of the most racially divided cities like it. I, I, coming from the West Coast, if you're from the West Coast, you come to Baltimore, you wouldn't have any clue. Like I did, I got here and I was just like, oh my God, where am I, man? This is some crazy stuff that is hard for an outsider like myself to understand. But if you go to a chess tournament, amazingly, I feel like the racial tensions, uh, other kinds of ethnic tensions, not, you know, whatever whatever they 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 don't completely disappear but they vanish to an extent where it suddenly feels very open and free much different than the society in which you just came from like you, you were outside you were outside and you felt all this weird tension and then you came into the tournament hall and then it was all of a sudden like oh there's some cool people here no problems amazing that that and it's just it's a feeling of relief honestly and i felt that throughout my life right um and, and it's not just racial stuff. There's all kinds of other stuff going on in society. For example, rich people and poor people, they're getting together at chess tournaments, right? People of different political persuasions, it's a bringing together, right? So it's interesting to me then that we would have this problem with women 
but not with all of this other baggage. It's all imported from the outside society anyway. So why is it suddenly we have it with women, but not all these other issues, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't actually have a great answer. Well, it's it's very big numbers, right? It's like 95% male. Right, yeah, and, yeah. And you have this thing where it's like, you know, men and women, they kind of, you know, want something from each other, right? Where it's like... I don't know. Rich and poor, it's not going to be as apparent, like who's rich and, and who's who's poor. And then other racial differences, I I don't know. I don't think people really act on those too often, right? Like, um, so, yeah, I think it's very understandable why women can, like, feel targeted. Um, and that's why women's only events make sense. Yeah. Um, as well as uh, women's titles, I think also. Um, I don't have like a strong Although, opinion. Although know... for very different reasons, right? Like a comfortable place for a normal player as opposed to a pro, right? But a comfortable place for the mass of normal players to be able to come and play without being harassed, bothered, looked at weird, whatever, is very different than, I mean, they would exist for two completely different reasons. Mm-hmm. As like you know, prize funds for like the top fifty professionals. Yeah, but I very um, much like the idea of titles. I think it um, or women's titles, I should say, because I think it gives um, more encouragement and support. Yeah, I know a lot of players are mixed on it, and I think eventually we want to get to a place where like there are no women's titles. It's just kind of open titles for everyone, but. Yeah, I feel like we have all these other problems. I, like people focus on like the women's only events, women's only titles, but it's like until we solve the, all these other issues, it's like, yeah, I think we're kind of kind of need those things. Um, I feel like we should talk wait, quickly wait, wait, about. Wait, 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 what do you mean? That was too fast. So like you feel like this is a crutch then until we get to some other magical state or what did, yeah, what did you just say? I don't know if it's a crutch. I just mean like we have much bigger issues in women's chess than whether women's titles should be a thing or whether women's only events. Like we got to fix the issue of like harassment and promotion first and get more women into the game. And then maybe we can like talk about like whether we need women's titles or not. Right. Okay. I mean, let me just say, I like I said, I'm normalized to it now. It's been part of my life for so long. But I definitely think it definitely feels especially controversial when I talk to people who aren't in the chessboard, right? <laughs> what do you well, mean? Well, they don't understand do it. Yeah, they don't quite. Well, what is the... it that they don't understand? Tell us what it is that they don't understand. Because I think it's a valid critique that they have. It's a naive critique, perhaps. Because, because they think it's some kind of like uh, handicap. It sounds like some kind of handicap. Like women mm -hmm. have an easier time um, and it also sounds like segregation like the women's only events so they don't first of all they don't even realize that it's women and open it's not men and women it's like open to everyone and then there's the women's only side right so so they don't even have that knowledge for example they're like why are you segregating it but it is segregation and it is also a handicap it's not total segregation because women can play in any of the open events okay but one of the things, too, that we'll see for the top women players, and David, I think, is going to bring this up in the cycle, is they have so many cool events that they're generally just playing amongst women. And that's where they can win money. The Olympia, the U let's say you're a top uh, U.S. women's player. You have the U.S. women's. You have the Olympia. 
you have all this other stuff, the special Karen's cup and stuff, right? You get, so it's just a cycle that just goes on and on and on, and it's its own little bubble. Sure, but but it, again, yeah. it's not like it's not segregation. There's you can still play those events and play lots of open events as well. Yeah. Like no one's being prevented from playing the open. Yeah, no, we 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 know and agree, but the the segregation only goes in one direction, I guess, on those events. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like an additional section. Yeah, I feel like segregation is not the right word here. Okay. Separation. Yeah. <laughs> like are you saying we're segregating the kids when we're doing like an under 8 section? Yeah, we're definitely yes. separating. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. From the adults, yeah. <laughs> I feel like segregation has this, like, you know. Uh, yeah. What's the word? Well, the second you said separate, I was like, separate but equal. <laughs> yeah. The first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's got all this baggage uh, <laughs> attached to it. Um, well, yeah, I mean, separating people can be, can be helpful. They can ask for it in some cases, right? Like in a women's only event. And it can be like terrible when in in other cases. So, yeah, depends. So, Comes so that's with a why non-chess players they would have like they get a weird reaction when they hear like women's only events or just the fact that no, no. I'm I'm gonna just push back a little bit. I think that they have a very valid reaction, and the reason that I don't feel the way they do is because I've been normalized into the chess culture for decades and decades. It's just a normal part of my ecosystem. But mm -hmm. when I see it from their perspective, it's obvious that they have a point, right? And it's like, oh, of course. I mean, yeah, it's, it's at least controversial. Now, I'm not saying we should abandon women's chess. I'm just saying, oh, of course, there's these valid questions that are out there. Uh, that, you know, that, that they're staring at you in the face whenever you try to promote the event to the outside world, if any, if nothing else. Right? I really don't think it's that hard to explain. I mean, okay, especially for like women's events. If we didn't have women's events, right, then there would be no mm -hmm. women's Olympiad, no women's world mm -hmm. championship, right? It would just be, we'd get the occasional Judith Polgar, like Ho Yufan in the cycle. And then, and that would be it, right? So there would be very little like top women's chess. So... Mm -hmm. I feel okay, like it's so kind of straightforward actually, to explain. Why don't, why don't you just treat me like one of these people that I have to talk to then? Why do we, Why is there women's chess? Okay, yeah. Let's pretend you're one of these people. <laughs> um, so I'm sure you've talked, you've had this conversation. I'm sure you've had it as well. Yeah, yeah, I have. So, yeah, there's top women's events and then top events that are open to everyone. Yeah. Okay, I've, explained it, I've explained it many times too. Okay. I mean, I just say like, you know, historically there were less women playing. It was, you know, and, uh, you know, a huge percentage of women drop, drop out of chess. Well, at the, I say women, but, you know, girls actually, right. They drop out at the point where they go from elementary school to junior high school. It's like, there's like a huge dropout and a lot of like chess clubs, uh, for, for kids are already, you know, inhospitable because the boys make unkind comments about the girls. Mm -hmm. You know, they're kind of like young savages at age eight and nine. I mean, at my school, when we were eight and nine, you know, people talked about like, oh, boys have cooties. Oh, girls have cooties, you know, yeah. and like, you know, played separately on their own and stuff. So, so, you know, at elementary school chess club, junior high school chess club, um, you know, p 
people get people get chased out. Girls get chased out of the chess clubs by it being unpleasant. Like why so, why would you want to be there if you're not having fun? So in that sense, like for you, it's like a social thing that we're doing. But then when we if we had got closer to parity, at least in terms of participation, then we wouldn't have maybe women's chess anymore. I think if you had 40% of, if you're asking me, like, if we had 40% of all tournament players were women, would we have women's titles and tournaments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably not. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't no, know. I think it's the same thing. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know how to estimate the chances of that happening, right? With all the historical that's what I was legacy and, and so forth. What's that, Kosia? That's, like, that's literally what I was saying. And then no, I was, asked you if it was a crush until we reached some higher state, and then you were starting to talk about a meal. So why, to bring you, us back. why aren't you asking yeah. David if it's a crutch? Or just What's that? Literally, why aren't you asking think, David if it's a I crutch? I did, and he just think, said it was. I think somehow your answer wasn't as clear to him or something like that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not sure. <laughs> and by the way, I mean, I think that's the way I present it to people as well, but it honestly feels kind of, it's a weird answer because it's like, well, there's this future that we're aiming at and it's we're resolving this uh, issue by doing this uh, separation thing, but ultimately it's not permanent or something like that. And then it's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It feels a little disingenuous, you know, like, I don't know. Is that really what's going on? Any case. Well, I you're trying to you're trying to reverse a historical disadvantage in order to increase inclusion right and you're using you're using policy tools effectively to do that mm -hmm. okay yeah and yeah. so in that case we're saying they get money you're right you can get a lot more money with your women's player and you right. get more opportunities to play uh, but you also get this social bubble where you don't have to deal with the dudes both from a very early age right I guess that has to yeah. be the argument. It's a little, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> and uh, I mean, the yeah. top female players seem to be, uh, like, happy with uh, having their own events. I don't like. I don't see them calling for abolishing women's chess. Well, I mean, they're they're voting. And they're giving us their opinion by whether or not they're playing, right? So, you know, you see players like Judith and Hoi Fan casting a certain vote at a certain point, right? And you see players like Ju Wen Jun casting a vote, and they're all casting votes. And generally, a lot of the top 50 women participate in the Women's World Championship cycle, a very high percentage. So we can probably conclude that they want to participate. Okay, but that. just to push back a little bit on that, like... I'm, do I believe in senior chess? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it needs to happen. But is it a cool opportunity for me to go do this? Uh, yes. Am I making some kind of vote or endorsement when I do it? Not really. It's yes, you are. You're saying that you think that senior tournaments are cool for you. Right, but I'm not making a claim like they're like this like senior world champion if that's a meaningful thing or something. No, know? but that it's fun for you to participate in. That's all it has to be. Okay. You know, like that you I enjoy playing a, in a chess tournament. I do feel is there's enough. a real difference, but yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think seniors chess and women's chess is the same thing here. I feel like they're very different. Like seniors haven't been historically, you know, like pushed against and like I think seniors are like encouraged to play chess. <laughs> like, you got, 
Like you guys, no one's making comments. Like when you make a mistake, no one's saying like, "Oh, seniors can't play chess." Yeah. Like, oh yeah, they are. Sure, they <laughs> I are. I say that. The I seniors that. themselves are, are the first ones doing that. Coasted. Yeah, They're the like, "Oh man, I had a senior moment." You know. Yeah, exactly, dude. And the senior moment, my friends, let me tell you, it's a real thing. It's okay. definitely. A real thing. They're allowed to do that themselves. You don't see a lot of women doing that when someone makes a mistake and like, "Oh, that's women's chess for you," right? That's mainly no. coming from male players. Yeah. Though, to be fair, I have heard some women's players. I do have some funny stories about that. Oh, no. <laughs> so women, women can definitely be sexist towards uh, one another. But yeah, it's, it's not that the same awesome. as like, see, you're not getting harassed, you know, for being a, a senior and people coming up to your games. Yeah. Actually, dude, I don't want to push you too far. But, you know, one of the weird things I think about young women playing chess is boys let's say you're around nine or ten they get really upset if they lose to a girl and then they really like push themselves to beat the girl there's like some kind of internalized shame for a nine-year-old boy to lose yeah. to a girl they and try now, harder dude, i show up at a tournament and they see some old gm and they're like oh this is my big chance boss it's <laughs> gonna blow it man <laughs> there's my big chance get a notch on my belt over here man so yeah. I think it's actually a mild, there's mild similarities. I'm not saying they're the same, but there is some mild similarities. between the two. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, last topic. Um, yeah. On the pay issue. So Norway chess announced next year, they're going to have a separate women's section. It's going to get paid the same amount as the open section. There's a lot of, um, a lot of discussion on it. Um, and and then it brought up some questions about like women's chess promotion funding all the stuff we talked about today um yeah so let's just say one thing about the announcement that that triggers this topic hosty is they announced that they would have a round robin elite round robin with only female players at the same time as normal norway chess because they couldn't even have talked about equal pay last year because they just had one tournament right um, without women in it. So so they're going to make an effort to have a women's tournament at the same time, just the way, for example, the American Cup. I, I never know if it's American Cup or America's Cup, even though I've covered it every year it's happened. But American Cup. The way that tournament has, <laughs> you know, a second tournament running at the same time, and they call it like the A group and the B group, but one group has all female invitees. Um, so they're doing that, and they're saying on top of that, the prize fund in that section will be the same as the prize fund in the main Norway chess thing. And so this brings up the fact that we could compare prize funds in some other events like the World Championship and the FIDE Women's World Championship. I believe, someone in chat will probably correct me, but I believe it's a 4x difference. I think that the prize fund for Nepo Ding was 2 million and for Ju Wenjun versus Lei Ting Jie was 500,000. Like or like even when um, St. Louis runs the U.S. Women's Championship concurrently with the U.S. Championship or the American Cup uh, at the same time, the two different groups, uh, I think the prize fund was twice as much. It's usually about 2x, I think, because I, I the, feel comments on that every time. <laughs> yeah, on the, on the sort of open event versus the female event. I think it's about 2x difference on those ones. Um, so Norway announcing this in a little way is saying like, well, hey, like we're objecting to all these other people, though 
in those people's defense, they were at least running those events longer than Norway chess was, yeah, you know, so hopefully it's, hopefully like, it's not like uh, a nasty dig, but it's just like they're trying to make a certain move. I, I didn't think it was a nasty dig. I think they're just excited to like offer a big prize fund for women and they just wanted to yeah. promote like when tournaments say like this is the strongest field, you know, we uh, anyone's ever put out like this is the highest rating. They're not saying, right. oh, all these other tournaments are weak. Right. <laughs> they're weak. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're just saying we're happy that we put out. They're just strong. happy what they're doing. Yeah, I, 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 I would agree them. Yeah, I think they're trying to support yeah. women's chess, right? They're not trying to like yeah. uh, dunk on on other events. So yeah, I it's agree. an interesting question because um, so this is a thing that comes up in a lot of other sports, like in, in soccer and tennis. People are always having these debates about the the, the pay gap, right, between the two. Um, mm-hmm. But the big difference here is that it's like it's not men's and women's chess. It's like women and open, right? It's like yeah when like St. Louis does the U.S. championship, it's like the U.S. championship, U.S. women's championship. It's not like top male players are getting paid more than top female players. It's more just female players are qualifying for the U.S. women's championship. They're not qualifying for the open championships. It's just an extra event that they have access to. So it's not like- Exactly. So in fact, the current state in the chess world is that female players are paid more than male players. It's not that they need equality. They're well, already no. paid more because they can participate in any of the prize funds that the male players can participate in plus the female-only prize no, funds. I think, it, I think it really depends if you how you compare it. If you compare the world's top male players with the world's top female players, then the male players are making a lot more because they're – they have bigger prize funds. They're invited to these events. But that's because they're money. winning events that the women could have played in and didn't. Right. But it just I'm just saying if you compare the top 10 men, top 10 women on the planet, top 10 men are making a lot more. Right. But if you compare men rated 25-20 to women rated 25-20, the women are making The women make a lot more. That's what why the I'm men saying it depends on who you compare it to, right? So if you compare them to the top male players, they're making a lot less. If you compare them to male players of an equal rating, they're making a lot more. So in that yeah. sense, I feel like it's kind of balanced, right? They're, they're not making as much as the top guys, but if you're a top no, but, female player, you do make a lot more than you would of a similar strength. Because you're, you've pointed out repeatedly that they're open events and women's events, not men's events, right? So Yeah. So as far as the question of should they be paid as much, they have the same opportunity to participate in the world championship cycle as Dingley Ren, but Dingley Ren won the, the cycle. But there was no woman excluded from that well, cycle. Well, here's my position. I'm not saying that they necessarily should be paid more, like the Women's World Championship should be equal to the Open World Championship. I'm saying that... Oh my god, I totally dropped it. Uh, what I'm saying is um, that it's much harder to get to, let's say, a top female, to become a top female player than it is to get to, let's say, 2,500 as a male, right? It's a lot more difficult. There's a lot fewer women doing that. So that's well, why I, I think they I, do deserve to get paid more. I don't than know if it's the I don't know if it's 2500 male GM. We I I just mean, purely by numbers. Now you're claiming something that I think it's hard for us. Doing it. I think you're claiming something that's a little bit hard for us to know. We don't necessarily know how much harder it is for a woman to get to 2500 because there are less women participating. We don't know if the percentage of women who play chess have more or less players over 2,500 than the total percent of male players, do we? Well, I don't think it's a percentage thing. I think it's just purely, purely numbers. Well, you got to argue percentages, Ghosty, because otherwise you're just saying that any given person 
when you look at the trajectory of a woman's player, they have vastly more resources. They have all these extra camps, dude. They get to play in uh, women's events. It's amazing. It's a it's a great okay, thing. Okay, they they but do, it makes but it easier, much easier for them to reach. Let's say. But if it was so easy, there would be like lots of women. What I'm saying, it's like it's harder to get in the top one percent of female players for women than it is to get in the top 10, 15 percent male players for men, right? <laughs> I, well, I don't think right. we can follow what you're yeah. saying, Kostya. Well, if you have you have a boy and you have a girl, yeah, right. For the boy to reach 2,500, he has to get into yeah. the top, let's say 10% or whatever the percentile is, right? For a woman to get to yeah. 2,500, she'd have to get into the top 1%. It's just automatic. So, it's just a. So you're, you're then saying that it's harder for women to reach 2,500? That, that was a weird uh, mathematical yeah. substantiation of that claim. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm going to say, Costa, that your claim is just a claim for now. I don't think that's <laughs> like a accepted. That it's harder. I that, don't think. I don't think we know how, that. That's just how I. I see. I feel like if there's less people doing something, it it's harder. Okay, but then it's <laughs> there are all kinds of reasons arguing. other than it's harder. Like they might be less interested. Um, there might be less of them doing it. Yeah, but but like we were saying, like me and David were saying, if you want to argue that, then it's a raw statistical argument, which I think is fine. Yeah. You make that argument, right? You say the reason we have less women's players is because there's less of them. Fine. You know, but if you just say how hard it is to reach 2,500, it's much easier for a woman to make it than a dude. There's just much more resources. Again, I would say we don't know that either, Jesse. Like, yeah, don't, we don't know. <laughs> we would have to do a statistic. We would have to do some kind of analysis to say who it's easier or harder for to make 2,500. I don't think it's obvious just from our I, I'm, I'm sure we feelings. both look very, very dumb right now. But there's, you know, like, I'm sure there's lots of female players that were trying very hard to get to 2,500, right? They're like weren't able to do it right so it's not like really easy and Tons. i'm not saying it's a lot uh, of dudes a lot of dudes trying to make it too it's not that easy yep. i i mean i tried to make 2500 fide and i didn't make it and i tried really hard sure sure sure, sure. So. um yeah i just think there's fewer numbers with women so it's even harder i i don't know i yeah <laughs> maybe the math doesn't work out but to me it's like if you're going to be the top player of your sport, it makes sense that you get paid more Right. In this case, the sport okay. is women's chess. So, Kosi and Jesse, Pumpkin the Cat is saying people have published peer-reviewed scientific papers on this topic. It's complicated. I think that without us having done scientific work, we can't say it's harder or easier. I, I really think it's it's uh, not an well, not an obvious question. But let's just say let's say let us say something obvious about the science. There's basically two trends, right? One is to say, and usually this is coming from the left. Right. To say it's a statistical problem that there's women who have we don't have the numbers. Once we get the numbers, then it will be closer to parity. And so that's where we get this interesting argument of what I was trying to dig out earlier, where we say, oh, if we reach something like 40 percent, that was David's figure, then maybe women's chess, we won't need it. And then you have an argument on the right, which is all this cognitive stuff. Right. Which saying something about men versus women. Right. And then it gets hot and heavy and then people start yelling at each other. You know, <laughs> and then, we, then we then we all die and we all die when Emil Satovsky death. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't think, though, that like this, like, yeah, I don't think science is going to have it figured out for a while. Dude. 
I mean, no. I think it's a very hard question yeah. to answer. It but, has but all kinds of different factors. That's why, yeah, it's crazy to say that it's like, oh, it's a men versus women cognitive thing, right? Without having the numbers, right? Sure. I think it's much more reasonable to say, like, we need more numbers before we can judge versus like, oh, no, you know, men are just higher cognition, whatever. More data would lead to better conclusions, if that's what you're saying. Generally, the the conclusions are more robust if you have more data. I think when it's this politically charged, it doesn't uh, the data. You know, it's when it's this is such a politically charged thing, and it's sure. not just, of course, chess. We can talk about any sport here, yeah. right? That it gets so hot and heavy that people are gonna just they're gonna be spinning in their own data. They will create their own data when they do this. Yeah. Anyway, I think that the question here about equal pay is really more a question of like, you know, to what degree is money a good, is is sort of bonus money a good incentive to create more? I think the general idea is to create more top female players by giving them a financial incentive to push towards being top players. And then that that would in turn inspire other females to see themselves in chess competitions and you know know that they that they belong if they're interested um so i i i think that they already have a bonus rather than than less um and the question is to what extent should they have a bonus um and yeah you know the main thing i want to say here is um in terms of the money it's like yeah i don't think women's chess has a money problem. I think it's chess actually that has the money problem, right? Because a lot of chess tournaments are just funded by donors, by just people who like chess, want to support the uh -huh. game. It's actually crazy. I think this is a maybe bigger topic overall, but it's just like, it's weird that chess is just a very serious sport that hasn't been able to figure out any kind of like real financial ecosystem. You look at any sport, tennis, soccer, golf, you know, they sell merch, they sell equipment, they sell tickets. Mm -hmm. We sell like yeah, no yeah. tickets in chess. You know, it's like it's such a such a tragedy. And like, thankfully, chess has been around for a while. There are people like here in St. Louis. Obviously, we have the the Sinkfields that have been funding the tournaments for many years and essentially like saved the U.S. championship. Um, so you guys like you know we're we're playing back then. Um, I, I prefer the U.S. championship before them, but sure. Well, fair enough. Just in terms of the the financial <laughs> financial yeah. side. Um, and uh, I think that's always been a huge problem for chess, that it essentially relies on donors. So then when just the game of chess has to rely on that, you tack on something like women's chess, and then it's like, yeah, FIDE has to work hard to find even more Russian dark money. money to fund it. Right? Yeah. But the real issue is that they're not able to find actual sponsors. So And then Emil's the like, I worked so hard to find this funding, and still people want to you know, <laughs> complain about my work. Poor guy, yeah. <laughs> So for all the hate that chess.com gets, you know, they're the ones that actually have been able to generate this kind of ecosystem within the esports world. Like chess within mm -hmm. the esports world actually makes sense. You have tons of viewers, you have ad revenue, you have real sponsors, like real companies that are funding these events. It, they're not just relying on generous people that want to support chess. Um, they get lots of uh, you know, I'm talking about the whole thing, like Hikaru, Gotham, mm -hmm. Botez, like all the streamers, right? They get money from their fans. They get tons and tons of views and revenue from from YouTube and all these other platforms. So it's like that's actually a real like a real esport. 
But mm-hmm. chess, in like the traditional sense, it's like, yeah, we're just, you know, we're always hung up on the last, like on the next uh, prize fund, right? Who's going to sponsor the next event, right? You got to take bids. And it's like, please help us. And okay, if you do the World Cup, you got to do the Women's World Cup as well, because otherwise, like, we're just, <laughs> we're not going to be able to do, find a sponsor for that. And that's the real issue, I think. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I think with the Norway chess, what's happened there is like they have uh, been affected by the broader discussion, which is going on in like women's soccer demanding extra the same amount of money. Right. Women's tennis being successful. Right. And those two sports sell things. They sell things. They actually make money. Right. So it's a great point you're saying, dude, where. The money that we have, the little bit of money we have for prize funds is all donation driven. And then when those people put up a tournament, whether you're at Sinkfield or wherever, and then if you feel obliged that you also have to put up money for a women's event, oh my gosh, that's a lot of money, right? And most of these events, it's it's not even for the money, right? People, there's so little money at these tournaments. But then, <laughs> what about the seniors boss? What, what kind of X do we get? How about like, uh, I'd be happy with 4X. If we got 4X, <laughs> I'd be really happy. You guys got to generate some revenue if you want. So you got to say some stuff <laughs> about the ongoing U.S. Senior Championship. How, you know, they're all chumps. You could beat them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> generate some hype. <laughs> yeah. I mean, frankly, I am all for trying the uh, financial incentives. You know, so having extra prize fund and and good prize fund in female events, I think, is like a perfectly good thing to try doing. Mm-hmm. Um, even though ultimately, like, I want a society even further beyond what we're talking about, where everybody is paid equally, regardless of whether they play chess or you know mow lawns or whatever. But um, but for now, within the society we're in, like, I'm I'm fine with these extra incentives. I think they're a good thing to try. Do I think they'll be the most successful i don't know how successful they're going to be and when i was doing my my research for this show like i noticed i was going through the histories the the playing histories of some of these players from the women's candidates matches right Mm -hmm. and just finding that they had played female only event after female only event after female only event now there's multiple reasons they could do that one might be they don't they don't enjoy playing in open tournaments because of harassment, et cetera, right? But a second could be that the that the that the bonus money is a very strong incentive for playing in the women's grand prix, um, which are you know ten to twelve player round robins with eighty to a hundred thousand dollar prize funds, um, and you know you play in all four, you get into the candidates, and there's more money um, all the way up to the world championship, five hundred thousand dollars potentially, which is something which. You could never win in an open tournament uh, unless you were over 2750, I think. Um, so I looking through it, I had a concern that the financial bonuses might actually be so much already that they are discouraging or de-incentivizing professional female players from playing in open tournaments because they take up so much time and effort in your calendar, right? If you want to play in the cycle, you have to play at least four of these Grand Prix kind of tournaments, right? Um, that's in a, that's a lot of events, right? It takes a lot of energy to play events. You can't just play every single day. Um, and so like I was looking like Goryachkina, 
uh, was a player who I was really excited about when she was hitting 2,600 feet a a few years ago. Um, and I looked at her history and I saw that, you know, she hasn't, she hadn't like beaten a, you know, a male grandmaster since like 2020 or 21. Let's see, I have it over here. You know, like it was 2021, she played in the Grand Swiss and she made the choice to play in the Grand Swiss at the same time as the women's Grand Swiss, which is where the other women were playing. For example, that's how Lei Ting Jie got into this cycle is she won the women's Grand Swiss that was held at the same time. So Goryachkina, that tournament made the choice not to participate in the women's world championship cycle there. Maybe she was confident her rating was high enough that she could get in by other means, but she played in the open one. She had a fantastic result and hit her highest rating of her career. She beat our friend Artur Snakesons, among other uh, strong players. Um, and I looked at the game. Oh, what a glorious game. You guys, what a great game I saw that she played against for Artur's that particular day. <laughs> but, you know, I had to go back several years. And for Lei Ting Jie also, like I had to go back like three years to, to 2020 for uh, for a game where she had beaten a grandmaster who was a male player you know so like the cycle is taking up so much time and and effort because of the financial incentive that it's almost financially really dissuading uh top female players from playing in other open tournaments and and so forth so you're saying it'd be better if they did something like a women's fide circuit where they award spots based on who gets like who plays in open events like regular events and then kind of scores the best so, so like another like thing i noticed events yeah yeah like another thing i noticed was like um i was looking some other up some other woman and her like greatest results were in uh gibraltar right. which is the model of an open tournament with big prizes for women in it right which is a different option and and she was getting to play against really good players at that tournament right um uh, you know, 2,600 plus, 2,700 players and gets like a financial bonus there. So I, I feel like the FIDE women's cycle has perhaps reached a point where it's got so much, it takes up so much money and space that it could actually be hurting some of the players' developments. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, that Gibraltar event is really cool. I do like that they offer a lot of prizes for women. I had one Gibraltar where... I played Gunina, Kotenashvili, Humpy Kunero, and Tan Zhongyi all in one tournament. <laughs> oh, in that case, you were the one who got experience <laughs> from playing them. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, got, I just got to play like half the, the candidates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a tough, tough tournament. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the financial incentives are definitely there, and you don't see the top players too often playing these... Uh, these open events um, yeah only or even just like a european championship some qualifier yeah or even just you know like a mixed invitational right with other male players rated between 25 and 2600 mm -hmm. and female players between 25 and 2600 right. so i mean one thing like i was playing through the games and it it to me it hurts the interest a little bit when you're playing the same 10 people every single year like four times and then the next year you play the same 10 people four yeah. times and there's one new teenager you know and every five years there's one new player who joins 
they're elite, it reduces the interest. When I was playing through their game histories, you know, it's like, oh, same person, same person. No, we got to say, boss, it's the same with the, with the open. <laughs> well, that, the dude. that is exactly. a problem that I have yeah. when the top invitationals just invite the same people yeah. from the top 10 FIDE. It's less interesting than when they include a few different players, you know, For sure. or when you've got somebody who's recently come up, then everyone's more excited to see, like, what's going to happen when Gukesh plays in a super tournament for the first time. It's more interesting. Okay, one thing, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. I just want to say earlier, we were talking about like promotion, Vide having a hard time promoting the game. One account I just want to shout out that I think has just single handedly done a great job is this Twitter account you guys have maybe seen. It's called like Women's Chess Coverage. Mm -hmm. And they weren't always doing this, but recently they just dedicated themselves to posting constantly about the top female players, top female juniors, events, mm -hmm. following them in tournaments, and just very simple updates. Just how they did in an event, you know, Alice Lee got an IM norm, just like stuff like this, right? And it's, that's been great. That's been great. I think that FIDE could have been doing that for years. It would have been very simple. They didn't have the manpower or something. And uh, yeah, so there are definitely people out there that are like showing how it can be done. And it's like, yeah. I don't think it takes that much effort. If I were to give a one sentence wrap up of some of my thoughts, Kostya, it would be that and I think this may be something that you've already said at some point during this this show, but I think it's more, I am in favor of the financial incentives, but I think it's more important to do the work of making, uh, you know, open tournaments more comfortable and a pleasant experience for women than to throw more money at women only events. Like I'm fine with that existing and being tried. It's more important that we make the community, you know, pleasant, inclusive, so everybody can you know, feel comfortable and enjoy playing. I would agree with that. One thing, you know, maybe we should have addressed this at the beginning. I, yeah, I figured yeah. people are going to be upset. It's like, it's classic, you know, three dudes talking about women's yeah. dress. <laughs> Just, yeah. Well, it's yeah, always us three dudes, though. It's always us three dudes. It's, like uh, yeah, well, we did do an episode. Show. We did do an episode about women's chess where we invited three women from the dojo to do the show. And True. none of us and none of us participated. But as far as like us talking about this event as dudes, is the preference for us to not talk about the women's world championship? Exactly. Right. Like I understand it's important to know what women are saying about it, and they are. But should we ignore every women's event because we're we're dudes? Then we're cutting off you know coverage and promotion and hype around the event. Right. 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 Yes. Yeah. So I think it's better for us to talk about it than to avoid it. Thirty. Yeah. I. Hey. Agree. I agree. Okay, I think that's going to do it. Thanks, folks.